Welcome to Discussing Rhythmic Gymnastics, the podcast we know you have been waiting for. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Discussing Rhythmic Gymnastics. I'm Christina. I'm Sophia. And um, we are delighted that you listened, uh, I hope, to all of our episodes so far and uh, rejoined us again today. Um, Christina, thank you so much for um, moving up your dance practice so we can record today. Yeah, I had to reschedule some some uh, pre-dated rehearsals, um, but it worked out so far. How was your weekend? Uh, it was quite enjoyable. I had a lot of rest and um, I visited a friend yesterday. We played some fun games uh, from Mark Uwe Kling. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> he's quite the genius. Um, yes. Sounds good. So this episode, um, we unfortunately have to become a bit more serious. Yes, unfortunately, um, as you all know, um, we have a horrible war going on um, right in the middle of Europe. Um, and we wanted to talk about this early on in the podcast because we wanted to make clear that there is no room for supporters of the Russian war against Ukraine in this podcast. Um, we are very disgusted by what is happening in Eastern Europe right now. And we don't want to give this country um, responsible for this um, a platform in any way. So yeah. it is out of the question that there is no place for Russian gymnasts in this sport right now. Um, at least until there will be like necessary reparations from Russia. Yeah, thank um, you. Um, let me just uh, jump in here. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm, I absolutely, of course, agree with you. Um, to give a teeny bit of background, most of you might know, but maybe there are some international listeners who are not quite clear of what is going on. So in February 2022, Russia invaded Ukraine without any reason, just, I don't know, to take over the country. Um, many people have died. Um, Unfortunately, some uh, athletes and even a rhythmic gymnast was um, under the um, victims. Um, so it's it's a horrible situation that's uh, been going on. And um, of course, the FIG has reacted. Yeah, the FIG had um, decided early on that gymnasts from Russia and also from Belarus, because um, the leader of Belarus is like in league with uh, Vladimir Putin, um, that they will be banned from official competitions. Um, and we also hope that there will be a similar decision from the Olympic Committee soon. Um, it doesn't look good at the moment, um, as we saw in a video, um, which Anna Resadinova uploaded on Instagram. Um, she she uh, talked about uh, being in Turkey at um, like a huge convention um, uh, for Olympic athletes um, to talk to the Olympic Committee. Um, and she told uh, um, yeah like her followers that there is no final decision yet on um, if um, Russian gymnasts or Belarusian gymnasts might be um, permitted to um, 
participate in the Olympic Games. Yeah, um, and uh, it's I I can't even imagine how this would work. So uh, a Russian athlete comes up to the Olympic Committee and is like, "I'm against the war, so can I compete now?" So yeah. this yeah. is quite a weird situation. So like she the, um, was was there and kind of begging the organizers for the Olympic Games to definitely exclude um, Russian and um, Belarusian athletes from the Games because otherwise um, Ukraine will not participate, which is absolutely understandable. Um, so even yeah. if Russian athletes come forward and are like, I don't want to compete for Russia, I just want to compete under the Olympic flag, I just want to be part of the Games, um, this should have happened several months, weeks ago. I mean, the moment it's clear your country does something you not, you don't agree with, you are free to leave. I mean, we've seen it. I believe the principal dancer from the... Um, uh, was it St. Petersburg? Um, national, the, the St. Petersburg Ballet, she left um, the moment the war started and went to the Netherlands mm -hmm. to continue her dancing there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. She was, she was um, welcomed with open arms and they gave her like, um, uh, yeah, refuge um, mm -hmm. to, to stay there in the country because she um, openly declared her opposed to the, uh, herself opposed to the war. So um, that's a possibility. And I believe if athletes chose to, to leave their country, they would have found uh, a different country to let them in and to uh, start for them. If like the goal, the ultimate goal was to start or to participate in the Olympic Games or in the next Olympic Games. Yeah, I, I don't um, quite know if this, um, if it is as easy as you might think. Of course um, not, of course as, not, especially as as if they're I, underage. That's that's yeah. a very hard thing to do. As but far if as I know, like the Belarusian gymnasts, mm -hmm. um, Anastasia Zalos, uh, etc., um, they are quite openly against the war, I think. Um, and everybody is so sad that they can't compete. Um, yeah. But I think here we have to, like... Um, differentiate make between it, like if it's an adult who can make yeah, uh, decisions yeah. on their own or if they're just still kids i mean we can't forget yeah. that many gymnasts are still underage um yeah. when they're at the height of their career so yeah. of course um, it's not possible for all of them and for those kids who might have the chance to do really well and to um yeah win glory for for themselves and uh, for whatever nation they're starting for um during the olympic games it's very very sad and um not an easy decision to make it is a big decision to leave your home country um apart from if you agree with everything your um government does or doesn't mm -hmm. do um you are still like um allowed to try to revolutionize like from within um it's totally totally understandable we mustn't uh, underestimate that it's, I mean, it's home, it's their country. Yeah. And even if you hate everything your government does, uh, you're not that inclined to leave just because, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, you have your your home, your friends, your, your family, whatever, everything is there, yeah. Yeah. Um, everything that feels like home. So, um, of course, it's a horrible situation for those who are stuck there. Yeah. And cannot but, leave um, and not open their mouth and say what they're thinking, etc. So, of course, 
we don't know if every single athlete from from Russia or Belarus supports uh, the war against Ukraine, but there are things uh, more important than an individual having a chance for an Olympic gold medal, for instance, the chance of a life in peace. Definitely. And the Russian nation will profit from the participation in the Olympic Games, um, whether they start under a neutral flag or the Olympic flag or not. Yeah. The citizens of Russia will watch their athletes on TV and they will celebrate them and therefore might have even stronger emotions of nationalism, which is what ultimately led to this horrible war. One nation thinking they are better than the other one and therefore thinking they are allowed to destroy said country and its population. And to Nothing. butt in, of course, it's not just one nation thinking, it's mostly one president thinking he yeah. owns everything. But um, yeah. yeah, that one nation being kind of like led to believe by this horrible president. So yeah. Um, yeah. of yeah. course you're right in everything, so, but let it just, I just wanted to make clear again. So it's like one person that started all of this um, a thing and took a nation along with him, more or less. Yeah, but... I mean, nevertheless, nothing can be allowed that lets the Russians think they deserve international attention and, mm -hmm. and praise right now. Like, the international community has to do everything in its power to make Russian civilians see reason. So uh, more and more people within Russia are against these aggressions. Yeah. I mean, we as Germans know from history class that it isn't easy to live in a dictatorship and to change your country from within. Yeah, definitely not. I mean... Um, of course, during the Nazi regime in Germany, there were Germans who worked against the cruelties of the Nazis, but they were simply not enough people to make a change. The majority of our country's population had been brainwashed by the nationalists and too many um, uh, and there were too many others to overpower. So only the external help, meaning the allies, um, were, were able to um to stop the war and um we are now worried that there might be a similar situation in russia where only a few see what is really going on um so if you are a russian and a part of those people who oppose your leaders horrible crimes of course you are very very welcome to listen in and we hope you can find a safe space here But if you, as a listener, don't agree with us on this issue, please stop listening to this podcast because we want to create a safe space for fans and gymnasts. Um, and we are actually quite sad that it is impossible to separate sports from politics nowadays. Um, yeah. So that we even have to say something on this topic, um, even if we actually just want to talk about the sport. Yeah. And the only... I mean, teeny tiny positive aspect that might have come from from this um, exclusion of Russian gymnasts or Belarusian gymnasts is that, unfortunately, it is a lot more fun to watch the sport again, just because yeah. it's so much more unpredictable who will win. Um, I mean, of course, the Russian gymnasts are brilliant. They're very, very good, undoubtedly. But now you start watching a competition and you won't know who will land in first place. So that what it makes more exciting and more interesting as a person who enjoys watching the sport. But it's only, I mean, I would gladly uh, give that up if the war had never broken out in the first place. Yeah, of course. I mean, you can have um, 
I mean, there are, of course, maybe different opinions on um, Russian gymnasts in general. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I think a very hot topic um, are the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, like the reaction of the gymnasts or the Russian nation itself uh, mm -hmm. after the competition, um, which for me is, I mean, it's a little heartbreak because I think these girls don't deserve like a discussion like this even. Like if judges are fair or not fair, why is it only a discussion after a Russian gymnast loses? Yeah, exactly. Why has it never been a discussion before that? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, I mean, you can have a lot of opinions about um, the Russian style. And I know there are a lot of fans um, of the sport who are very sad to not see Russian uh, gymnasts in the competitions because they are, um, they really love their style. Um, I personally am not a fan, even though, of course, I can see and appreciate how incredibly good they are. But for me, it always lacked kind of the, the personal style of the gymnast. It mostly looked to me as if they were performing their routine and the music didn't really matter. Um, so, but that's, that's me. I mean, you can have a completely mm. different opinion and um, love their style. And then, of course, it's sad that they're not uh, participating again. Yeah. But I think we can undoubtedly say that if we had Russian um, participation in any competition during the last 20 years, it was clear the Russian would win, whether they were the best or not. And um, so that was kind of an aspect that over the last one and a half years made this sport more interesting for me. Yeah, like um, with me, for example, um, actually, when we... Or if we if we are talking um, about Russian gymnasts right now, I think we can do this today and then, mm -hmm. like uh, in upcoming episodes, maybe we won't. Um, but like the gymnasts who sparked my my joy and passion for watching the professional sport again was actually Jana Kudryavtseva in 2013 um, yeah. with her ball routine, which was like something I had never. I had never seen something like this before and I was immediately like petrified looking yeah. at the screen um, and it it is amazing what these athletes achieve and um, even when uh, Margarita Mamoun won the Olympic Games in, in Rio, I, I remember lying in bed at night and crying Yeah. Um, when when Jana didn't catch the club uh, at the mm -hmm. end of her routine and it was clear like oh my god she could actually beat her she yeah. could win um, yeah. and I mean I really felt for her it, it was amazing what they compete uh, what they um, achieved and what they showed on an international stage um, but of course always the preferences of style change and vary so yeah, uh, the yeah. next generation like the um the Averina twins like they are maybe they had one or two routines which i really enjoyed but in general it's just not what i really enjoyed yeah and therefore i'm not that sad that they aren't in competitions right now Yeah, and looking back at uh, the Kudravtseva moment in 2013, uh, you mean the ball routine, right? With her balancing yeah, yeah. the ball I on said, her finger doing you know. the one-handed walk over. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was um, a moment we were all like, okay, so the London Olympics have just been over 
and it was clear that Evgenia Kanava wasn't competing anymore. So we were all excited for who came, comes next or who was coming next. And so um, that that was kind of, yeah, it was innovative. That's what it was. And it was that innovative. kind of and changed the sport, the sport changed a bit. So yeah. much. I, I mean, yeah. we had a new code of points again, so that made, made a bit of a difference. But still, um, when when we look back um, at uh, Kanaeva, she had like she was competing for eight years straight, more or less, mm. and she had she had her style. She was doing very clean routines, so that's why she was so successful. She didn't have any any big mishaps or anything or any big losses. Um, and then Kudravtseva came along, and also of course Margarita Mamoun. And what I felt was different about them, or what I've seen before. Um, with Kanaeva and uh, what was her name again? Daria Kondakova. Um, so it was Evgenia Kanaeva and Daria Kondakova who were the two best Russian gymnasts who participated in, in the Olympic Games in 2012. And I remember that Daria Kondakova had the more fun music, the more fun routines to watch, that she had stronger expressions on her face and playing more with the audience. And the same was happening with Kudravtseva and uh, Mamoun. So we all remember single ladies from Margarita Mamoun and We Will Rock You. Yeah. Um, they were incredible routines and it always felt like she was second in command. Like she was the, the, the spare. She was the, the one on reserve who was supposed to win yeah, the gold totally. when the first one uh, messed up. And so she was given a bit more freedom in in choosing her music and coming up with creative um routines and i think um we saw the joy on her face a bit more that she was uh, under less pressure and that was the thing that ultimately um yeah helped her win the medal i believe in in rio but i mean there is um a, a whole movie um, mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. the, the training uh, for the Olympic Games and the competition itself about uh, Margarita Mamoun, which shows under how much pressure they yeah. were. And it's, I mean, it's horrible. Do you remember the title? Um, Over the Limit. Oh, yeah, okay. So the movie is called Over the Limit. You might want to check um, your uh, preferenced uh, streaming... Um, uh streaming platform yeah streaming platforms um if they have it yeah, um, it's, a, it's, it's a it's a documentary yeah documentary um, um about the olympic games or the time before um and uh, margarita mamoun winning um what I, I think is well not really funny but they started making this movie and everyone was under the impression that kudravtseva was going to win so they yeah. probably had to switch their narrative around afterwards to make it work for Mamoon. Um, I don't. I don't even know if it was like um, anticipated like this, um, because it could have been a movie about just the both um, of them planning your whole life around a sport and a dream, um, which she couldn't achieve in the end. It would be really. Um, like depressing yeah but it would have worked as a documentary yeah um, it would have worked as a documentary no matter what the the results yeah. of the games but but the the spin at the end that she actually won yeah even though her coach 
was like mentally abusing her. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Is uh, yeah. So just, um, I'm, I'm so happy for her. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, um, um, listeners, let us know if you've seen the movie, what you think of it, um, and um, or uh, if you've seen the movie, what you think, of, what you think of it. Um, and if you haven't seen it, give it a give it a watch. It's um, it's a very well produced documentary, um, and it even won some prizes, I believe, at some film festivals mm. because it's very well done. Um, yeah. Do we need to add anything about the the Russian gymnasts for now? Because I believe they won't be um, on our well list of topics for the next several episodes yeah, i guess since there's nothing guess, new can, coming from we there we can move on to um to the next topic <laughs> i guess um i had uh, i have found uh, something i wanted to um tell you about and um, for you to look up on instagram mm -hmm. um there is an artist from paris her name is catherine neuville okay if i pronounce that correctly um, her Instagram is at Catherine Neville underscore RG sketches. Okay, let um, me check on that. She draws incredible portraits of gymnasts and also sketches um, of movements from different routines. She has one, for example, from Salovey Pashamas um, ribbon routine. And um, you can buy um, unframed prints on her website for, I think, a really reasonable price. Um, oh wow! And I'm so amazed by this. Yeah, I oh thought my you might like gosh. that. Oh my gosh! How talented can one person alone be? This is incredible. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! I, I myself think I might give myself one as a Christmas present present this year. Because oh it's yeah! Just beautiful. I mean, come on! And she's drawing that by hand, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. She has like also videos of her drawing um and some gymnasts also like reacted um to their own portrait like oh my god it is amazing thank you so much. Yeah. And, um I'm I'm really happy that you can like buy these. <laughs> this is incredible. Oh, I remember this one. Um which uh the um it's uh <sighs> from Israel, the last Olympic winner, uh, I uh, with the Lino ribbon. Ashram. Yeah, Linoy Ashram. Uh, she is uh, uh, on her on her chest, and her legs are behind her, and she's like doing the turn, and the ribbon is quite colorful. Yeah, yeah that that's I'm what I'm looking at. And also, she does the um, uh, some artistic gymnasts as well. Oh, and yeah, the, the very famous Alina Kabeva uh, with with her end pose with the ribbon. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's really talented, like, in in um, portraying the movements. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the step-by-step really the step thingies. Watching... Yeah, she's... Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, so, <laughs> so gorgeous. So, please... Please check her out on Instagram, everybody. I will uh, put a link in the show notes. Yeah, and, and say her name um, again. Give her what, a what follow on Instagram. It's she's. Uh, let me say her name again because um, Catherine Neville, yeah. RG Sketches. Yeah. Oh gosh, how talented can one person be? 
This I mean, is she, really cool. she doesn't uh, like only only uh, uh, do gymnasts. She also uh, paints animals and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think you can um, like pay her to to send in a request for a portrait. A portrait. Yeah. So she yeah. will, she will draw commission portraits. Yeah, exactly. Oh wow! So um, as it is always important to support such incredible artists mm -hmm. please make sure to um follow her and uh maybe leave some likes uh for her pictures because I th she has uh, like uh, close to four thousand followers now but i think that could be a lot more um just when we um look at how big the community of rhythmic gymnastics fans is yeah. actually so uh three thousand followers is not a lot compared to the usually more than 10,000 fans a page has or a gymnast has when, when we follow them. Wow, okay, so that's been quite the <laughs> surprise. Uh, all right, AN Cup. Yeah, so over the weekend or last week and on the weekend, uh, the AON Cup in Japan happened. It's like uh, the World Championships for gymnastics clubs. Yeah, like the um, Champions League for gymnastics for rhythmic gymnastics <laughs> yeah, like, yeah kind of like that yes um and uh germany sent um three gymnasts from tsv schmieden which is like the center of um the national team of rhythmic gymnastics in germany um so daya Fafolomeev, margarita kolosov and the junior gymnast lada push um competed and they made a clean sweep and um uh, won the team final um, right before um, the Ukrainian club. Um, the Deryogina school, right? Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce stuff. The, the, it's the, the Deryogina school. So the national head coach um, yeah. has, Irina Deryogina has a, has a school, so a club. So mm -hmm. she sent her her girls and of course they're all members of the national team yeah so yeah um and uh, the brass medal went to team israel um and the individual uh, medals um went to diafa polomev of course um and then in second place uh, we had victoria onoprienko from ukraine and third sofia Raffaelli from italy um, was it an all-around competition for individuals? Yeah. Okay. Were yeah. there, um, there was... apparatus finals? Uh, no. Okay. There was just the all-around um, individual competition as well. Um, and in the junior category, um, Lada Push uh, from Germany um, won the gold medal. Um, Taizia Onofrichuk, I think, um, from the Rengina school uh, of Ukraine um, got the silver medal and Rin Keys from uh, the US won the bronze medal. Okay, hey, it's great to see um, someone from the Americas, so to say, to, <laughs> to play a bigger role in there. I always enjoy when they're participating and they're successful just because you don't see it that often. I'm rooting for the underdog here. But of course, congratulations to our girls and all the other winners. Um, I hope the Japanese audience um, was just as lovely as the one in, in Valencia.
I um, think um, even from um, earlier years, um, the Iron Cup is always um, a competition that gymnasts look forward to, mm -hmm. I think. Um, because, of course, like Japan is... Um, Great country to culture. travel to, yeah, and rich yeah. culture. Um, and I, I also think the fans are really supportive mm -hmm. there. Um, what I um, wanted to tell you, um, what I thought was really funny, um, Margarita Kolosov or uh, Lara Push uh, actually um, started a live stream on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I joined in that. Yeah. After the competition. Um, and it was, I think, quite spontaneous because uh, Dasha was still in the shower. But <laughs> <laughs> just uh, like um, answering some questions um, um, and talking about the competition, if uh, they were satisfied with their uh, routines mm -hmm. and um, what um, the coming days will bring, what they will um, like... Uh, what their plans are mm -hmm. for the next days, uh, what they will uh, see in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, and um, so, of course, I asked some questions. Um, but unfortunately, Margarita didn't want to say um, which routines she will keep and uh, which ones she will change okay. for the new season. Yeah, okay. That's still um, a secret, probably. And maybe they're still working yeah, she, on that. Yeah, she was like... Mm, I don't know if I want to share that. <laughs> like she was quite hesitant. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, what we know now is that she isn't a Swifty. Oh. Um, it's just not really her kind of music. I I actually was expecting that. Mm. Um, Lara was like, yeah, I I like to listen to that, but she didn't know what a Swifty was. So oh, um, okay, yeah. She probably isn't a Swifty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, Dasha joined uh, the live stream in the end. Um, she had um, finished her competition like late in the evening. So she just uh, got got back to the hotel and they were going to grab a bite after their their live stream. This, this was really quite, quite fun. Yeah, I just um, uh, arrived home later from school. So I uh, joined in only for the last, I don't know, three minutes of the live stream. So yeah, I missed I, all of I your questions. You joined. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, they're such lovely and nice and entertaining and even funny girls. I mean, they're just yeah. <laughs> so great to watch. And um, I hope they had a great time in Tokyo. I um, know the crowdfunding is still going on. I know that the club itself is not able to pay for all of the um mm. the um yeah costs that uh flying to a distant country half around the world uh brings but um i believe their families chipped in so far and the crowdfunding is still going so if you want to support the winning team even afterwards <laughs> feel free um they're they're still looking for the support but because uh, i i think we all know um that the sport can be very costly that families have to to save up a lot of money to buy new um yeah leotards new apparatuses and to pay for the training in the gym etc so it's a rather costly sport in comparison to i don't know soccer here in germany at least mm -hmm. um um uh, and of course not as yeah. expensive as let's say i don't know ice skating is a lot more expensive but still traveling to all the competitions and um, buying the equipment is, is rather costly. So uh, I think 
the the support is appreciated because there's not a lot of sponsoring going on. I wish there was more, but it's rather hard to find sponsors for an underrepresented sport. So, yeah. So um, I put our stories um, regarding the fundraiser in um, in a story highlight. You can check it out on our Instagram. Our Instagram handle is discussing.rg.podcast. Please follow us and... Um, we really encourage you to message us like your opinions, um, what you want us to talk about. Um, we haven't had any messages like that yet. Um, so please feel free uh, to contact us um, and also uh, like leave your comments uh, on Spotify. Um, Do we have some news from we, there? Yeah, we have um, one comment uh, on our first episode from Susanna from... I don't know what country um, <laughs> she says finally there is a podcast for rg it's really nice to hear someone talk about it not only read articles thank you yeah thank you Susanna, for that comment that was the idea behind everything because you were only um able to get all the information through through articles through following social media accounts um having to read a lot or to actually watch all the um all the competitions and follow up live scoring so that's what we're here for that's what we wanted to to do to give you the general gist of what's going on in the rhythmic gymnastics world and um yeah and in addition to that um comment uh, on our episode i um asked our listeners uh, for the second episode if they are a swifty oh not. and what are the results um, quite mixed. So we have seven votes uh, that say no and nine votes that say this love is ours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, it's great that at least uh, 16 people decided to participate. Uh, that's, well, quick for, math. That, that's, <laughs> um, so... Yeah, we love for you to to be a part of this podcast and to interact with us. So that's the main reason um, uh, for us to do that. So please, please uh, let us know your thoughts, any topics, gymnasts, issues you want us to talk about in the future. Um, any music ideas you might have. Um, if you are maybe a gymnast yourself, any... Um, ideas you want to ask for we might have quite some or, <laughs> yeah if you want like uh, a profile of a, s a certain gymnast um you can of course request that yeah um, of course we know uh, like the preparation of an episode with um like really deep dive information um is quite a lot of work um so yeah we will see um how well we manage um, and how regularly for... we can post uh, new episodes um, so we might be able to fit in a every two week um, schedule um, yes we'd prefer that every every other week that's um, that's that's the goal every fortnight so let's yeah. try if so, we manage uh, maybe... to do that Maybe as you um, already like guessed, Christina is a teacher and also teaches dance and gymnastics and other stuff like yeah. every other night. So, uh, so she my, has much my days are quite long. So <laughs> I usually come home around, I don't know, 
8:30 and then the my my alarm clock goes on uh, goes goes off at around I don't know uh, 5 5:30 6:00 depending on the day so um we have to rely on weekends and of course weekends are mostly quite full with practice and other events that are going on so uh everybody's busy so thanks for uh thanks to you Sophia for um getting all the organizational stuff and um cutting our episodes uh, done <laughs> because I couldn't manage uh, my schedule is too too full um but of course I'm here for for chatting with you talking to you about the issues that are interesting to us and to hopefully more follows in the future nicely said and i believe that's a nice closing to this episode yeah that's everything for today um we hope you enjoyed this episode and um we hope you tune in next time as always as always don't forget always. to point your toes bye bye We'd like to say a special thank you to Mona for creating our amazing cover art and to Jenny for sparking our passion for rhythmic gymnastics.